Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunny G on the mic. We got a special guest. But before we get there, follow, like, subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube's in work in progress. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions. We got a special guest, a.k.a. The Barracks Barber, for known as, go ahead. Kevin Martinez. Kevin Martinez, the infamous Barracks Barber, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know him, you probably should know him because he's the Mexican Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> and then some. Hey, uh, Kevin, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself, where you come from, where you're at, what you're doing now. For sure. All right, so my name is Kevin Martinez, um, a.k.a. the Barracks Barber. Damn, it's a long story. Um, originally from Patterson, New Jersey. And Patterson, if you're from Jersey, you know that Patterson is super. Can I curse on here? Hey, dude, you do you do as you want, boo boo. It's your show. Uh, I bet. So if you're you're from Jersey, you know Patterson's super fucking ghetto. So that's that's where I come from. Um, my family is Colombian. I was born in Jersey, born born in Patterson. Um, Growing up, I just played soccer my whole life. And then, um, like, I guess after high school, I never really thought about college. I wasn't really a great student, you know. So I did, like, one year of college, community college. The next year, I dropped out and um, just worked for a whole year. And then I had a buddy of mine who introduced me to his boy that was joining the Marine Corps. Then, like, a couple days later, I talked to his recruiter because we just got along really well. And then three and a half weeks later, I was in fucking boot camp. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I was, that was fucking, like, summer 2010. And um, I knew nothing about the military, absolutely nothing. I ended up joined, signing a reserve contract. I barely knew what the reserve was. I didn't, I didn't know the difference between Marines and Army. All I knew was that I wanted to get out of my environment. I wanted to, like, see something. I needed some guidance in my life. And my recruiter told me that, oh, you don't have to deploy. You just deny those orders. I'm like, that, dude, sign me up. And then um, 
And then when you join the Marine Corps, you join boot camp and you graduate boot camp and all that shit, um, you want to fucking deploy. Yeah. You know, you want to fucking see some shit. It's just automatic. If your boys deploy, you want to deploy with them. Hmm. Like, if you see your boy get into a bar fight, like, you're not just going to watch him get jumped. You're going to fucking jump in, too. Yeah. But, um, um, before I get past that, fucking boot camp, I went to boot camp in July of 2010, and I was in boot camp for 19 weeks because I dislocated my shoulder. Hell yes. Yeah. And like two weeks in, and it was at the at the conference course, and I um I remember you know the monkey bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was on the monkey bars, and it's 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 a previous injury. Ah. But like my recruiter, he was like, "Don't even trip. You know, you'll be fine." Fucking <laughs> number, you know. And um, yeah, I remember I, it was the last. Obstacle of the day. Hold on, what is this? Uh, it was a, the last obstacle of the conference course. And I remember I saw those monkey bars. Dude, and I was like, do I pray to God we don't do this one? And then we hit up all the obstacles and we had like 15 minutes to kill. And my drill shoulder was like, we're doing this fucking obstacle. I was like, fuck. I already know how it's going to fucking play out. Dude, and I'm fucking, like, stressing the fuck out. And then I see everybody going on there and fucking crushing it. And I'm like, well, it's just fucking basic music. You already know what's going to fucking happen. So I got on to, I grabbed it with my right hand. So that's my strong arm. Then I'm like, oh, fuck. And I, as soon as I grabbed the second one to swing, bah, my shit fucking popped out. Dude. Oh, hell no. Hanging up on this fucking uh, bar. My with my fucking dislocated shoulder, and I had to fucking drop down. And then I remember my drill instructor was like, "You fucking bitch!" And I was like, "You might hold on." Down. I was time out, time out. You might have misunderstood what he said. You were in kind of fog of war. You were in pain. I don't think he said that. I just go ahead, continue though, continue. <laughs> and then I remember I was like, I dislocated my shoulder. He was like, "You weak bitch." I'll beat, I'll rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. And then I'll never forget that. And um, I mean, he was just, he was a regular. I don't know. I can't be too mad at him. He's a fucking drill instructor. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But uh, he was a fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> oh my then, god. Yeah, I, I got dropped for six weeks. And went to MRP. This shit felt like a fucking mental institute in there. And, um, yeah, I went back into training. They were like, yeah, you're good to go. And I'm like, no, I'm not, dude. I already know. And then I ended up graduating as a squad leader, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, that was, like, the first time in my life where I ever, like, had a goal and ever, like, believed in myself. And, like, it, it doesn't seem like a lot for, like, a, other people who served and whatnot. But, like, to me, that's, like, one of the proudest moments of my life was to overcome all that shit and then graduate as a squad leader, you know, and, you know, graduate as a Marine and all that. Yeah. Um, so I was in the reserve and, um, after boot camp, 
MCT. That's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. We met information like the same the first day. It was like third squad. I don't know if that was fuck, but <laughs> yeah, we met information and um we've been together ever since. We we've had we've been married for like twelve years now, going on twelve years. We have two fucking beautiful boys. One of them's ten, the other one's going on five. Um then after that, I remember MCT was cold as fuck. It was in December and it was the coldest I've ever been in my life. But um soon after that we graduated and then checked into Kent Johnson and then that's where I ran into you a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess we just had like mutual friends and shit. I don't think we've ever actually spoke though. No, not not in uh not at PA school, no. No, just kind of. I, I seen you a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's what me and my wife started dating because she went to PA school and I was at I was a mechanic, so we were like the barracks were like I don't know like a block away from each other. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then she went off to she got stationed at Camp Pendleton, and then I ended up going back to Jersey because I was in the reserve. We did the long distance for like six, seven months, and then I moved out to California, and we got married. So, um, yeah, we got married, like, the day before the Marine Corps birthday. Solid. That's a good <laughs> That's a good way to celebrate. Yeah, right? Let's go to the ball. So every year, yeah, every year is our anniversary, Marine Corps birthday, then better today. Oh, yes. That's a yeah, solid weekend, so. dog. Solid weekend. <laughs> that's what's up. And then, um, are you, um, there, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so from there, so I did an inner unit transfer from Six Motors and Red Bank, New Jersey to Fort LAR in the uh, 41 area, Las Flores and Pendleton. And, um, yeah, and that's pretty much where I did the rest of my time over there. We never got to deploy, so pretty much by, by the time, like, I hit the fleet or whatever. It was like peacetime. Like when I checked into my unit in Jersey, um, dudes just got back from deployment. And I think that's one that was one of their last pumps. And then when I checked into Fort LAR, they just got back from deployment like a year ago. And that was their last pump. So I missed it. I missed it right there. So like I joined two years after high school. And I feel like if I would have joined right out of high school, I probably would have caught one of the last deployments. But I waited two years and pretty much, you know. No, I get you. Down rating and all that shit. Reservers are like the first ones to like, hey, you're not deploying anymore. <laughs> you know? It's funny you say that. It's because you're the first ones to go, though. <laughs> at, at least well, in my at least in my experience, when the deployment hit, when I was deployed, the reservists made up the the main body. Like they were most of the Marines or the most of the. Uh, well, I deployed with Army Air Force. Marines, they'll go in the MAV, 2MAV, whatever it is. But when the Army and the Air Force deploy together, it's usually the reservists that take off first. That's how they fill their bodies. Oh, really? Yeah. At least that's what my experience was in 2013. But yeah. long story short, dog, it's uh, – what do you uh, so? What are you doing now? What what's uh, what's your profession now? You know what I mean. How are you killing uh, killing bodies and killing babies today? Um. Well, being a mechanic, I never, I never, I never like liked it. So every drill weekend, fucking, I get told what to do. 
as soon as we left home, I fucking brain dumped all that shit every fucking weekend. So like, I, I, it wasn't fun for me. Um, but towards the end of it, my last year, um, that's when I started cutting hair. And I'll cut hair in the, in the tool room, when we'll go to the field, AP, that's when I started cutting hair and taking it more serious. And um, yeah, so like, I remember the day I checked out the Marine Corps, I checked out on a Friday, Friday morning, that next day, since I was in the reserve, I graduated barber school. And then since then, I've just been a full-time barber for the past, like, fucking seven, eight years. Hell yeah. Uh, are you a master barber? Um, I mean, when it comes to, if, if I'm comparing myself, if I'm talking to a, a room of barbers, Everybody's going to be like, you're not a max barber because you need to learn everything because trends always change and all this shit. But if it's like regular everyday people who just get haircuts like yours or whatever, just haircuts like mine, I'll say yeah, like for sure. Yeah. I'll do that shit. That's what's up. Um, so, Kev, you're out, in, yeah. you're out in Oceanside? Yeah. Are you guys uh, still, is, is your wife still in? No, she um she works at Wounded Warrior. Oh, okay, sweet, nice. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you still do administration? What's that? You still do administration? Yeah, I'm still I'm still O one, thirteen years deep. I can't change it now. It's too late, and I'm E seven, so gunshot. So it's kind of like I'm I'm knee deep in it. And plus, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like I like helping and supporting Marines in 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 their mission, right? So if their headspace is good, with all this weird stuff that I do, right? Then they'll then yeah. they're more easily more prone to complete the mission accordingly, right? So I, I like what I do. I support I support the Marines right now. I'm with uh, I'm at, I'm in Washington Marine Corps Security Force Banger, uh, super sweet duty station. So far, anyways, the 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 weather, yeah, the weather is nice, man. Like when I when me and my wife sit out in back or in the front, and we just gonna go outside for a walk. It is super surreal. Like you walk outside. You stop breathing for a second, and you just take it all in, and you hear the wind blowing. That's how, that's how quiet it is, dude. It's not the city, man. It's a, it's an amazing change of pace, and it's good for me and my family. So right now we're we're kind of we're kind of soaking it up, and we're enjoying the time so far. We haven't hit uh, rainy season yet, uh, but uh, they say it's pretty bad here. So I'm here for uh, three years. So I'll be here for three years. So you just you just recently like checked in? Yeah, recent this year. Yeah, this year I got here July. So uh, oh. yeah, there was a bit of a so delay. What's that? Where were you before that? Uh, so I, well, I haven't spoken to Kev or ran into Kev since 2010, right? Or 20, 2010, yeah, twenty ten. So twenty ten, yeah, twenty ten. I went to obviously PA school, and then um, we checked into camp. I checked into Camp Pendleton with my family. From Pendleton, we went to uh, Iwakuni, Japan. Iwakuni, Japan, we went to San Diego, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego. And uh, after that, we went to Marine Corps. Oh, well, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And then we went to Marine Corps Base Hawaii. And then now we're here at uh, Bangor, Washington, Silverdale, Navy Base Kitsap. Um, but, yeah, that's why I said I think you were to all my to all my fellow drill instructors. Hey, hey, I think Kevin was a little in the fog of war. I don't think he heard what he heard. 
Um, I'm pretty sure he was just like, ah, I'm in pain. I don't know what you're saying. He was probably saying, come on, dude, come on, dude. Keep going, keep going, because, you know, we're here to motivate, dedicate, and thoroughly indoctrinate young individuals, right? So I don't, I, I'm going to assume that you misheard. But that's a different story for another day. Um, Kev. Yeah, I think I remember you writing a post about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. You know what? I can't defend the post. Once it's out on the web, it's out on the web. I don't know about that one. Um, hey, tell me uh, tell me a bit about uh, the barracks. What gave you the idea to ma- name it the barracks barber? Or, the, excuse me, barracks barber. No, it, it goes way back. So... In barber school, I was ill barber. It's like I had that barber ego and shit. I'm like, I thought I was the hottest barber. So ill barber. I thought I was all cool. Uh, come pandemic, I changed my name. I I was ill barber and I became an ill barber because of fucking COVID. So I changed my name because it gave me like I'm like this this name is fucking fat luck. So I changed my name to the Essential Barber. This was in Jersey. And then at the time, you know, the essential personnel and all that stuff. So, so all the barbershops closed, you know, because of the pandemic. And I kept doing house calls. I kept cutting hair. I never stopped working, you know. Yeah. And I, I used to go to, I used to do house calls in a hazmat suit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I changed my name to the essential barber. But it, it, I fucking crushed it. I learned so much from marketing like that because, dude, I had, at one point, I had 81 house calls lined up. Uh, fucking everybody, everybody. I made a killing during the pandemic. And uh, the shit I would post on social media, which is like the stats of people fucking dying and shit. And, <laughs> oh, this is why you got to get your hair cut, you know? <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. You got to go with the flow. Hell yeah, bro, it's punches and shit. Fucking adapt and overcome. Yeah. And then a uh, year and a half later, summer 2021, um, my wife accepted a job at Wonder Warrior. So we had to move from Jersey back to California. And we said the pandemic is like dying down already. And I'm like, this is not going to work anymore. I already lost all my clientele because they're not going to follow me to California. Yeah. So now we're in Oceanside. I'm working at a barbershop in San Clemente. And now I got to find the new name. And I was like, dude, I got to, you know, think about it or whatever. And then I'm like, so I'm a veteran, Marine Corps veteran. I cut hair. I've actually had experience, you know, fucking cutting hair in the reserve, in the tool room, and in the field, and all this yeah. shit. I'm like, the fucking barracks barber. Like, fucking. It just made sense to me, you know? It's just so... And it's, it's, it's like, funny, you know? Like, yeah. Eric's barber, you know? Oh, you're going to fuck my shit up? Well, then, you know, it's, it's easy for someone to remember it. Yeah. Especially if you're a veteran. Absolutely. And, um, and even before all this, I had two other pages. Uh, one page, I had 150,000 followers when I was ill barber. It was, like, a repost page. Yeah. And then that failed. And it was just too much. And then as the essential barber on TikTok, I had 140,000 followers. But then I got censored because I was, it was around election time and I started posting election shit and yeah. then I got censored, bro. Fucking 
So I used to get like 20,000, 50,000 views. I posted one time, 20 views. I'm like, what the fuck? And it never changed. Damn. So, um, so like, I have a history of like being good with social media. Yeah. And I had a YouTube channel when I was ill barber. And when we moved to Jersey, I used to interview different barbers from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Yeah. And pretty much, like, I'll just pull up to their shop and then just record and we'll talk. And but after a while, like, my, my second son was born and it was just too much work, you know, so I had to, like, ditch that. Yeah. But I learned how to record and edit and shit. So, like, I've always had, like, a foundation in social media and editing videos yeah it's just not only till like this year i finally put it back into work to help build my brand yeah absolutely man that's dope because barracks Bar- i was like barracks barber and when i clicked up because the way my uh the way my news feed or my little social media feed i don't know the lingo but the social media feed it's all military veteran this that and the other right and then people will pop up i go wait barracks barber clicked on them like that dude looks familiar and I'm watching some videos, right? You post some stuff, and I'm like, dude, I swear that guy looks familiar. And then I don't know what uh, what happened that I ha- I reached out. I just reached out to like, dog, I need to get you on the on the podcast, right? Because people know you, who you are, and you're out in out in the West Coast, which is you know 15 hours ish away. Um, but yeah, you got a name. I'm like Barracks Barber, and then you tell me, hey, we know each other. I'm like, how? And you sent the picture. I'm like, duh, what the frick? There's no way. Small world. And then all of a sudden clicked. Oh, yeah, I did see you. And I did see you down down under at PA school in, in Lejeune. So that's how that's how we made ladies jump. But, hey, Kev, tell me what, you know, obviously you had some up and downs in social media during different times of different years, right? But now that you have an established brand as the, the Barracks Barber, how is that helping you? on the on the side right vice just always posting always says how does that help you market your brand while you're out in oceanside or in cali excuse me um well so like my from i started work at this barbershop in sacramento august 16 2021 and since then so it's been almost two years now so for a solid year and a half of that time i worked six days and just first one in, last one out, pretty much. So, like, most of my income is, like, from this, like, fucking cutting hair. Like, I'm pr- I'm pretty booked up right now. Yeah. And uh, and any if any, like, if you're in the Marine Corps or Army or whatever, and you cut hair in the barracks, and you're looking, like, to make barbering your career, it's super worth it, but just know, like, it takes time. Like, for me to hit, like, 100K a year, it took me, like, fucking five years of experience to finally know what the fuck I was doing. Because yeah. it's not only just cutting hair, dude. It's fucking, a lot of it, most of it is just customer service. Um, and if you're a Marine, dude, like, what I do, fucking, um, like, the leadership traits that the Marine Corps teaches you, accountability, taking initiative. Yeah. Yada yada, all that shit. I apply all that shit to my to my business to help me be as professional as possible. And it's so easy to like stand out because in my eight years of cutting hair, the barbers like naturally are super unprofessional. Dude. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny as fuck though. Uh, 
was I've been like the funniest dude ever cutting hair. Yeah. But like, dude, like, I was sleeping on the couch, you know? Yeah. Fucking, it's so easy to compete with somebody who's like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? That's interesting, man. It's you like say taking, that. Yeah, it's, it's like taking candy from a baby, you know? Yeah, for sure. It, and, uh, so you're telling me that all this, the basic foundational Marine Corps URA customs, courtesy traditions that you learn throughout your, your, your reserve time, you just kind of just took that and just made you a better professional in terms of business, which is great because yeah. that's, that's exactly what the Marine Corps is looking for, a, bit, a better product to civilian yeah. society, right? And you're the epitome yeah. of that because you're right. I've met some barbers. I go to a barber shop, right? I'm like, I need a good cut, man, because I'm very particular with my hair, right? I got to have a comb over, right? And I have to do all this. You know, I got to line it up because I got a widow's peak. You can't cut it all. Blah. Anyways, long story short, I'll go into these places and there's just kind of dudes. I can see dudes ball sacks, you know, pants sagging. I'm like, ah, I know, man. I know this is like, you know, dope atmosphere, right? This is what you, this is the area. This is the atmosphere. And it's just kind of like interesting. I'm with three kids and I'm like. Can we be in here? Yeah. I don't know what's going on, on the side. It's a little, you know, iffy. So always, I'm always looking for somebody that's, you know, super professional, can cut, right? Because I sit back and I just watch and watch and watch and I'm listening. Before I even cut my hair, I'm there for like an hour scoping out the place, going back and forth, yeah. driving back and forth. And then I finally pick my spot. But you're right, man. It it To find a good professional barber, especially that, you know, has good customer service. Holy mackerel. Sometimes they're just, they're just going and that's all you hear for a good 45 minutes before they're done cutting your hair. And then they expect you expect a tip. I'm like, dog, first yeah. of all, I fell asleep and I got this line coming this way. And two, yeah. might as well cut at the barracks because the barracks barber, you know what I'm saying? They, dude, remember, I know you know the stories. Barracks barber just cut us high and tight. It's a super line back and forth just like this. That's why it's funny, man. That's why it's super catchy and I like it, man. I pre, I, it's, uh, it's no pun intended for the barracks barber. But, hey, Kev, tell me about... um. Moving forward, are you is the the shop you're at now yours or do you plan on opening on your own shop? This shop isn't mine, but um, it's always been since we moved out here. It's always been a goal that like after my wife's two year probation period, that we start looking into you know opening something up or start taking those those steps, start taking that idea and make it more serious. Yeah, you know? but um. So that's where I'm at in life with that. That's dope. I'm hey. at like the very beginning steps of if 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 that's the goal right there, I'm at like step one right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you just started. You yeah. just started. Yeah. So like my, my those first two years was just fucking grind, grind, grind and build up my clientele. Yeah. Then I I dude, I fucking surpassed like all my goals. Like and it's it's and I and it comes from that moment in fucking boot camp when I all that shit and I believed in myself and I graduated squad leader like every like that right there this was fucking I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for that moment yeah because I even when I was in the Marine Corps like with all the dudes that I checked into the unit with it was a, a bunch of motherfuckers even like a year dudes who were a year older. I still picked up corporal and sergeant before all of them, you know? So, like, it's always, I've always had that drive. Yeah. And then when I had that page as Ill Barber where I had 150,000 followers, that was straight out of barber school. 
Well, I'm the only barber. Dude, I'm like a rookie-ass barber with this crazy-ass following. And I'm promoting barber shows fucking all over California and shit, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Just crushing it. And then during the pandemic, fucking, I'm not even supposed to be working. I'm still crushing it with this fucking hazmat suit on. Yeah. You fucking... I, I, I just adapt to all my situations. And I come out here two years ago, boom, like, fucking... I literally made $100,000, like, fucking... Two years in. Congratulations. And it took me one year. Thank you. It took me one year to finally start hitting those numbers. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's kind of just like my track history. Yeah. It, but you, you know? but what, what I'm hearing is it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And and if you're, it sounds like if you're willing to put in the time in something you're interested in and very uh, passionate about, as long as you put in the time, you're going to be successful. That's what it sounds like, Kev. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Put in the time and then just be consistent. Just always always show up. Be consistent. Like, my daily schedule is wake up at 5 and go to the gym. You know? That's like, cause the, the, that's like the hardest thing to do. Dude, yeah. Like, after the Marine Corps, I gained like 50 pounds, dog. Depressed as fuck, dude. And like, dude, it was all bad. I was up, up here, dude. I was not good up here for a while. Yeah. You know? You know, with mental health and all that shit. So, like, this morning, dude, I ran 12 and a half miles this morning. It's fucking... No <laughs> way, dude. The Marine Corps tells me I need to run three. That's it. That's <laughs> it, dude. And I'll run it to the best of my abilities. But three and done. That's it. There's no way yeah. I'm running 12. It's no way. Not even when I retire, dog. I'm going to be running one mile. That's it. One. Oh, that shit hurt. I was a fucking pain. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I remember, funny talk about the 12, stupid 12K, dude. I freaking, in Hawaii, I tried to run six miles, dude. I was out for a week. My knees hurt. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. The, um, so, uh, yeah. freaking so you have you know how to do social media you know how to market your brand is that does that come naturally to you said or is it just because of the ups and downs and time in year every all these situations well, happen and then it kind of helped your n- knowledge base yeah that like in the past for sure i had the experience but um i feel like it just kind of comes a little bit more natural so like this year, so like up until like December or January, I was I was cutting hair at the shop for like almost a year and a half. And I know like I'm good, my clientele's pretty solid. For the new year, this year, let me focus on building up my social media. I bought uh I invested in a social media course, like two of them. And then from like January first to like April, I posted two or three times a day. And you just kind of got to figure it out, you know, like you got to see after, let's say a month of posting or two months of posting, you can look back and see what videos did good. Why did they do good? Okay. Now you figure out why did they good? Start posting more of that type of videos. Yeah. And then just keep adjusting from there. Keep adapting from there. Boom, boom, boom. And then I remember one of the dudes that, I bought his course. He says in his video, 
sometimes you just have to be like controversial to get people talking in the comment section. Yeah. So I posted a video pretty much saying, fuck long hair. Like, and then, dude, fucking so many people who cut long hair got fucking pissed. Yeah. Because I just like fucking roasted the, that whole shit, you know? Yeah. And it was just like spurring the moment. And me just shooting the shit. Because I do, I want to learn, eventually I want to learn long hair too, you know? Yeah. Because to be a master barber, you got to fucking long, learn that shit. And color hair and all that. But, like, this shit had, like, 70,000 views, and, like, the comments were just fucking going and going. And then, um, uh, maybe around that same time, uh, my buddy that cuts, my apprentice that, uh, that cuts hair next to me, he, um, he was like, yo, check this out. And then he, with his comb, he goes like that to the back of this dude's head, and the dude has a sick dragon tattoo. But you can always see it when he's like lifting the comb and then you see the eyes and all that shit. It's oh. like so cool, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's, it's pinned on my Instagram if you want to check it out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I was already in the habit of posting multiple times a day. So automatically, I pulled out my camera. I recorded it. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Bet. I put it back in my pocket. And then like maybe like three days later, I needed something to post. While that other video with the long hair is still going off. And I posted this video, and then it took a couple of days, but, like, when it was all said and done, that, that video had, like, 23 million views. Like, it went super viral. Wow. Yeah. So then, at the same time, I got verified. And then, and then there's a whole other story that, like, that I'm involved with. Yeah. And so... And for this, I need to backtrack. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, to, go ahead. To the withdrawal of Afghanistan. Yeah. We all saw it. It was fucking horrible. And um, so I see it at the shop. All the Marines at the shop were like, dude, I have a friend out there. I know somebody over there, blah, blah, blah. Shit happens. The explosion happens. The 13th uh, service members pass away. And then like three weeks later, um, I, I see a video that pops up and it's this major he talks about a, he's on CBS news like national news he talks about a corporal after the explosion he gets shot in the shoulder and picks up his weapon and then shoots back and kills the ISIS fighter right and then in the comment section that corporal he responds He's like, hey, that's me. And then, long story short, because I've always been freaking, I'm a barber, I grind, you know, I send them a, I send them a, a DM. And he was from 2-1, so I already knew he's coming to Wounded Warrior. Yeah. You know? So I sent him a, a DM saying, like, bro, I'll freaking... You know, thank you for your service and everything. Like, if you need a barber, I'll cut your hair for free. Don't even trip. Like, yeah. lifetime free haircut. Damn. And, like, a lot of it was because, like, you know, the shit that they saw, you know? Was yeah. Fucking, Just trying to be a good person. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyways, but um, he responds like in 10 minutes. And then like a week later, that same Marine, he comes into the barbershop with his arm, and then with his hand in his pocket because he got shot. And then for the next year and a half, I'm cutting his hair. And then I end up cutting, he refers me to a couple of his other buddies. They got Purple Hearts. Um, my buddy Wilson, my buddy Finley. Um, cut up one of the snipers out there, Cooper, a couple guys, Corman, you know, all that. And throughout this whole time, like, for the most part, like, I mean, he would hit me up for a cut, but just to be that that person, you know how they always say, like, look out for your Marines and all that shit? Yeah. I would reach out to him. Like, if, if I didn't hear from him in, like, a month, I'd be like, hey, fucker, you need a haircut. Come through. You know? Yeah. I finally told him to get haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, you know? So I will cut his hair, and over a couple months, he'll open up little by little, more and more, you know. And then after every haircut, he'll feel better, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, fast forward a year and a half, he's about to get out the Marine Corps, and he's a lot better. Like, mentally, he's a lot better. We laugh, we shoot the shit, we have a good, relate, a great relationship. And then earlier this year, I was on a podcast of this dude, Urban Valor TV, shout out my boy Josh at Urban Valor TV. Uh, he puts me on his podcast, and um, it was a great time. He interviews, like, veterans and everything. So then when my buddy's name is Sanchez, he's about to get out. And I'm like, hey, go on Urban Ballad TV and like tell your story because you have a fucking crazy story, you know? Yeah. And he was like, why don't you tell it? Like, why don't we record it? You know, he's like, I don't even know that guy. And I was like, for real? And I'm like, can I ask you anything? He's like, well, ask me anything you want. And I'm like, all right. Cool. So then, like, in two weeks, though, I fucking, though, I ordered these fucking little makeshift fucking mics. So, like, you see the mics that, like, the the Marines are wearing in my videos? Yeah, yeah, I see them. That mic right there. And then, so one day after the shop closed, sat down in my chair. I fucking hit record on the camera. And we had this crazy, this wild interview. And, like, and it all comes back to, like, so like maybe like two three months after I met him, the Pentagon released a report saying that all the Marines that said they saw a gunfire say that they were concussed and they made the shit up. And as him being my client and my friend, like so we know I know you didn't make this shit up. So because you telling me shit in detail. So then when we recorded his interview and we posted it, this was like the first, like, other than a CBS in the morning interview, this was like the first, like, piece of content saying otherwise. Yeah. And it's that, there was a lot of shocking things in that interview that, like, people couldn't ignore it. And um, that... 
Uh, I think that interview, like, was a series, because I made, like, a bunch of little clips. Altogether, yeah. it's probably close to, like, one and a half million views or something like that. And all those videos, you know where they went, dude? They went straight up the fucking chain of command. Damn. And then people saw this interview and um, submitted it to the Committee of Foreign Affairs to be part of that whole investigation of what happened over there. Damn. So, um, yeah, so, so when that video with the long hair happened and with the tattoo in the back of the head, I already had these, these other interviews, I mean, these other videos of Sanchez, like, already edited. It just kind of all happened at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I posted it, and then those were super viral. <laughs> and then I, at the same time, there's congressional hearing with um, Tyler Vargas Andrew, the, yeah. the amputee. This is around that time, and um, yeah, that's pretty much. And now I'm working on my fourth interview. I'm going to be posting in a couple of days. So once you start seeing like, is uh, is what a, a dude named Romel Finley. He's one of the Purple Harvest students. So in a couple of days, you're going to see those in those videos posted. That's what's up, man! And I can't wait. Yeah. They, it's probably gonna get a big reach. Yeah, yeah. You do, you do, uh, you do good work out there in uh, in Cali, man. Especially with this name, man. You're gonna get, at least in my opinion, right? Again, this is only my opinion. You you caught me just based off the name, and and I'm active duty, and I and if I know I'm, I'm in Oceanside or in California, I wanna I'm gonna definitely hit you up, chop this fro off a little bit, um, but I hey, dude, I appreciate you coming on, Kev, man. You got you got some good following. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kev Martinez uh, Barracks Barbara on Instagram. Um, you got any anything um, anywhere else you uh, you sh- you share your stuff on, or is just is IG? Uh, just mainly IG because oh YouTube. If you want to watch those full interviews, they're on YouTube. So the underscore Barracks Barber. That's dope, man. I'll be I'll be checking it out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kevin Martinez uh, Barracks Barber on Instagram, YouTube the Barracks Barber. Um, hey Kev man I appreciate you taking the time coming out t- chopping it up with me it's been a while and uh, I'm definitely going to hit you up with some, some uh, social media stuff because this stuff is whack hard man I ain't even I ain't even about that life man I'm too busy I'm still active duty trying to figure this out you know what I mean it's freaking yeah. tough yeah I think it comes to um, you, we gotta you gotta outsource some of this fucking work this is a lot of fucking work hell yeah frick I remember doing the first, very first session in early, late January. I just started in January, this whole thing. And I was like, man, what the, how, what platform am I going to use? I ain't got that much money to be put burning just to freaking do tracks and video. And, and I didn't even get to video until somebody, you know, reached out and said, hey, this is a good one. It's, it's It costs, excuse me, it doesn't cost too much. It's, it's right within your, in your budget. I'm like, all right, dope. What is it? And then I got this, which does does miracles for me right because now i have little snippets i can post barely and but the the podcast itself man it's is definitely if you don't know i would say ask the right people um for you for me i'm definitely gonna be hitting you up on the dm like hey dog how do you get this how do you get that on social media i'm trying to get that same following right because we all service members got to stick together man we're a core group of people the very few and the very proud you know what i'm saying so yeah, I appreciate you coming out, Kev. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh this is Barracks Barber. 
uh, on Instagram. Again, this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and the pins with your host, Gunny G. We out. Shooters, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters, firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. Featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, viewer discretion advice.